Well, when I came in this morning, pastor was supposed to be in Honduras. <laughs> and he had asked me to preach for him. And so I walked up to him and said, here's my sermon, preach it. <laughs> he pushed it back. Well, it's always an honor to speak the Word of God, and I appreciate Pastor allowing me times to come, a part of the church, to preach to you the Word of God. I want us to go to, uh, I'm going to talk about strongholds. Pastor brought that up and talked about strongholds at the beginning of the service, and then some of the songs dealt with the breaking of the spiritual bondage that people could be in. So I know God is working through this sermon and as he's worked through the service so far to bring people to a point of deliverance. Amen. And I felt like just a minute ago when we were singing that he is beautiful, I just believe that somebody and some bodies in this building is going to find him more beautiful than ever because you're going to be delivered from strongholds in your life. You, we sing about power, but you're going to find a new level of power that you've not had because your stronghold has conquered you, but today you can conquer your stronghold. I believe that. I believe that. Would you stand with me as we read from the Old Testament? I kept looking around the congregation. I, was, I do a work with a drug and rehab ministry over in Lenore City, and I invited them to come today, but evidently it wasn't able for them to come. They have very limited finances, so coming over here uh, in buying gas is just a, a, a stretch for them. But I am enjoying my work there. I'm seeing lives changed. I wished I had... The opportunity to put pictures of here, up here of before and after of these young ladies who were in strongholds in their life and how they are delivered and free. And it's beautiful to see that transformation. They don't even look like the same person. And so God can do a work in you. It may mean that your change doesn't need to be on the outside so much as the inside, but God can do that inside change that will be so beautiful it will radiate out of you that you're a free person. We're going to go to 2 Samuel 5, verse 6 through 9. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem to attack the Jebusites. Who lived there? The Jebusites said to David, You will not get in here. Even the blind and the lame can ward you off. Boy, what an insult. They thought, David cannot get in here. Nevertheless, say that word with me. Nevertheless. David captured the fortress of Zion, which is the city of David. Amen. 
And on that day, David had said, anyone who conquers the Jebusites will have to use the water shaft to reach those lame and blind who are in David's, who are David's enemies. This phrase, the lame and the blind, became a byword in Israel, mocking those who had made that statement against David. The blind and the lame will, will uh, not enter the place, palace. David then took up residence in the fortress and called, the, called it the city of David. He built up the area around it from the terrace inward, and he became more and more powerful because the Lord God Almighty was with him. Woo! Isn't that powerful? Father, we declare the power of your word over every stronghold in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're not going to have to fight today alone, but we're going to fight by the might of your power. And we're going to see the right hand of God coming against the works of the devil and though that, that individuals in this room have been mocked over and over, trying to get delivered from what has their hold on their life, God, you're going to turn the story around and they're going to be able to turn back to the enemy and say, I'm free in the name of Jesus. And can someone say amen to his word? Amen. amen. God bless you. Be seated. What is a stronghold? If we went to Webster, we'd find that it's a fortress. We'd find that it's tall walls. We'd find it's thick walls and it's tall gates. In our lives, it's described as something different. In our lives, it's a habit that has become so powerful that it seems unbreakable. It is a power of Satan taking a weakness that we have allowed to get in our life and for him to build a fortress around it, making the person think there's no way to get out of that bondage. It can be many things. It can be a temper. It can be a fragile self-image. It can be distrust for authority. It can be bitterness, jealousy, drugs, alcohol, greed, lust, unforgiveness, lying, gossiping, pornography. It's like the devil has taken and staked his claim on that weakness and it won't go away. And the more a person tries to get out of it and determines that it's not going to be a hold on them anymore, it seems like that the grip gets even tighter. David is looking at Jerusalem. This is a different Jerusalem than what we see. It's not the capital of Israel. It's not 
a, a, a part of what's going to become the capital of Israel. It is a city that is inhabited by the Je Jebusites. And they were like a, a snake coiled in the desert to strike at anybody that came against them. The Bible says that everyone feared them. Everyone feared them except David. David knew something that no other enemy knew. He knew that God was able to help him do what he felt like he needed to do. You see, at the time that he's become king, there's a divided kingdom. There's a southern and there's a northern kingdom. The tribes are, dis, are, are divided. He is now king over the southern kingdom. But he wants to unite the kingdom together as one. His kingdom, their headquarters is in Hebron. He knows that the northern tribes will not agree to come to Hebron for them to be united. He knows the southern tribes will not agree to a northern city, so he wants to have a centralized location. And that centralized location is Jerusalem. And I can't, I can't imagine how many times David must have thought about that as he became the king. I can't imagine him possibly going by there and looking at it and saying, one day, that is going to be my city. One day, I'm going to conquer that stronghold. 1 Samuel 5, 6, it says, the inhabitants of the land who spoke to David, saying, you shall not come in here, but the blind and the lame will repel you, thinking, David, you can't come in here. The Jebusites were scorning David, mocking him, just like the stronghold in your life is mocking you. Just like the time and time again you face disappointment. And the buckets of discouragement have been poured on you by the enemy. And he says to you, you will never change. Nothing will ever be any different. But verse 7 says, nevertheless. Say it again with me. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. The city was still well fortified. The city was still filled with mockers on the wall. The city was still shouting discouraging words, but nevertheless, David took the stronghold. Hallelujah. Nevertheless is a powerful word. It is a powerful word. We need a powerful nevertheless word in our story. We need an, every individual in this room needs a never, nevertheless. Every family in this room needs a nevertheless. Every church needs a nevertheless. Nevertheless, God can break the stronghold. You see, strongholds mean nothing to God. 
Those strongholds mock you, but God mocks the strongholds. Why? Because in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, for the weapons of our warfare, Pastor said, are not carnal. You can't fight strongholds in your flesh. You can't fight it just with your mind. You cannot fight it on your own. They're not strong enough. The weapons of our warfare are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. See, what we're hearing today is it takes you and God. It takes you to believe and it takes God to bring them down. If you believe with a nevertheless, I have been struggling this with for years. I can't conquer this. I can't get over this. I don't seem to be able to break away. God is saying, that's what the past said. But here's what the future says. It says the stronghold is falling. The stronghold is falling. What do you have to do with the weapons? You have to cast down arguments. Arguments. Arguments with who? The the devil who's mocking you. You're gonna have to cast you have to cast down the language of people around you that says you'll never change. You have to cast down those arguments because they do not align with the word of God. You see, what those things that Satan says exalts itself above the knowledge of God. It exalts itself above the truth. But I want you to understand that the truth can liberate the deception of the enemy. That the truth can liberate When you bring those thoughts into captivity to obedience to the word of God, you can be free. You can be free. And then it says in verse nine, then David dwelt in the stronghold and called it the city of David. I'm here to declare you something this morning. We don't want you to dwell in your stronghold. We want you to walk out of your stronghold. We want you to be free of your stronghold. We want you to stand on the other side of that stronghold. We want you to be able to say, I am, my, I am who I was meant to be. I am who, what God wanted me to be. He wanted me to be free. He wanted the stronghold to be broken. I'm standing on the other side of the stronghold. I'm a victorious Christian through the power and the strength of the mighty God I serve. You have to turn a deaf ear to the voice of the enemy. You have to ignore them. You have to dismiss them. Nevertheless, nevertheless, David conquered the city. Let's fast forward to 500 years, to Nehemiah. Same city, but the walls have been torn down. Nehemiah has been left, he's left captivity with permission 
to come and rebuild the walls. He's standing there, and I can't imagine any other way but standing there when he gets there. He's heard about it. Now he sees it. And he looks at the stones that are scattered. And he tears up within his spirit, grieving that the walls have been torn down, grieving that the city is not what God meant it to be, what it used to be, grieving. But you see, when you come to do something, when you come to build walls for God, walls that will protect you from the enemy. You see, Satan has walls to keep you from all that God has for you, but God has walls for you to protect you. And when you try to build the walls of protection around your life, you see, the devil is gonna try to come again and harass you with words of discouragement. When he gets there, the enemy, enemies are there to speak against what Nehemiah came to do. They said to him, you can't do this. Those stones, even a fox can run over them and they'll fall down. Hear the harassment, hear the harassment of the devil. The fox can run across them and they'll just fall apart. Then they couldn't get to him and so they decided, hey, let's have a powwow. Come over here and let's talk about this. They invited him two or three times. Come over here and let's, let's talk about this. And Nehemiah sent word back and said, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to argue with the enemy. I don't have time to talk back to the enemy. I don't have time to stand back and just make conversation. I'm going to build the walls. I'm going to build the walls. I'm doing a, good, a great work and I cannot come down. You see, when the walls of the enemy falls down, you're going to have to build walls that will stand to keep him out. And when you do this, you cannot say that you are finished. You're doing a good work and you can't stop. You see, this thing about building walls of protection around our life is not something you do just today, but every day after this, you will have to stand your ground in your deliverance. You'll have to stand your ground in your freedom. They said, you can't do this. 52 days later, did you hear me? 52 days later, the wall was finished. 52 days later, and the Bible says, and the enemy lost their heart and lost their passion to come against them. And they said, because this must have been the work of the Lord. <laughs> I want to tell you something can happen in your life that when Satan sees your deliverance, he'll say that must have been only the work of the Lord. This person has tried time and time again, but now there is a wall of protection against him, around him. Amen. See, people will try to discourage you about your wall, but you've got to have the 
fight of David, the fight of Nehemiah, the fight of Jesus himself. When Jesus was being tempted by Satan, he didn't enter into an argument with him. He just stood his ground and spoke the word of God. When Peter tried to say, you don't have to go to the cross, he stood his ground and said, no, I'm not listening to you. And when they tried to tell him as a crowd that the daughter of Jairus is dead, he said, once one translation says, ignoring what they, what they said, he went inside and brought her out alive. You've got to not listen to stinking thinking. You see, there's two things that are going to vibe for your ear. Yes, you can, and no, you can't. God can help you, and God's forsaken you. The language of heaven and the language of hell, the proclamations of God's strength and the declaration of your weakness, the proclaim of God's power building you up and the voice of the devil trying to tear you down. But I want to tell you there's good news for you today. It's within your power to determine who you're going to listen to. If you listen to the voice of the mockers and the negative thinkers, with that same ear, you can hear the voice of God. So what is your perspective today? Let's go back to David. Everybody else was so afraid of the Jebusites that they could not be conquered. Great fear was on everybody else. But David's perspective was that he looked at the stronghold and saw another way. Everybody else was gonna come with their might and try to go against the walls and go against the gate and they knew it couldn't happen. But David found another way. He found a water shaft. And he said, if anybody's going to beat the Jebusites, we've got to do it a different way. We've got to go through the water shaft. I want to tell you, if you're going to be delivered today, you're going to have to do it a different way. I said, if you're going to be delivered today, you're going to have to look in a different perspective. You can't look at the past. You've got to look at this moment. You can't look at the past. You've got to look at the present and say, this moment is different than other moments. I am now going to defeat you through the strength of God. Because who, who gets the credit when the, when the strongholds fall? It's the Lord our God. And we'll sing how beautiful he is. And we'll sing how powerful he is. You see, David found fresh hope in a different way. I don't know what, how you've been fighting, but you've not been fighting good. I don't know how you've been fighting, but you've been losing. But I'm telling you, there's a different way today. A different way for you to have victory. You see, your prayer is one never less away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> prayer away. One prayer away from your never less. A chance to change circumstances. Do you know what God loves this morning? He loves you thinking right now through the Holy Spirit 
I can be free. He loves the chance to change you this morning. He loves the opportunity you're going to give him this morning. If you'll give it to him, you will be delivered. You see, deliverance is possible. Change is possible. Peter denied Jesus and cursed. But nevertheless, he became a minister of the gospel and a writer in the, in the gospels. Nevertheless, Joseph seemed like a failure. He was called a dreamer. He was thrown in a pit by his brothers. He was hated by his brothers. He was put in prison. He was forgotten by someone who said, I'll remember you. But nevertheless, he became the prime minister of Egypt. The Samaritan woman came to a well under the bondage and strongholds of her life. She came to the well under the captivity of the enemy. She had went through five divorces, five divorces, but God took this five divorcee and made her a witness for Christ and brought a city to God. Amen. Nevertheless, Amen. you see, your stronghold You've got to choose a nevertheless today. You've got to choose a nevertheless. You see, I want you to stand right now. And as you stand, be determined. I want to tell you something. The devil has fought me about this sermon this day because he knows there's freedom about to happen. He knows there's freedom about to happen. He doesn't want to let go. He loves you in bondage. He mocks you in your bondage. He wants it to keep you from everything God means for you to be. He will bring up the past disappointments of fighting this stronghold and how you failed. But you can't think about the past God is right now saying, think about the present. Think according to the word of God. You've been thinking about you and you can't do it. But God's saying to you today, think about the word of God. And you can do it. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can. I can. I can. Through Christ, I can. Through Christ, that strengthens me. You see, if you believe you can have, I can strength. Will you say that with me? I can strength. I can strength. But Brother McGarity, I've tried. I can't do it. No, I can strength. Is God's strength through you. That makes the difference. That makes the difference. And you've got to listen to this, what I'm about to say. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that you might be disappointed. Do you hear me? 
don't be afraid that if you come up here this morning, you might be disappointed. I've got a revelation for you. If you don't come up here this morning, you will be disappointed. I want to put something on the screen, the last frame, please. Here's your steps to freedom today. First thing you've got to acknowledge is you've got a stronghold. You've got to acknowledge you've got one. You've got to own it. You can't deny it. You've got to confess, I have a stronghold. And you've got to confess that stronghold. And then you have to declare, declare, I can strength through God. I can through the strength of God. Then you have to repent. I'm not talking about feeling sorry only. I'm talking about feeling remorse and regret that you have allowed Satan to build a stronghold in your life. And you've got to grieve over this. You've got to grieve over it that you have allowed it to happen. And you've got to tell him it's my fault. I have done this. But then you've got to proclaim that by the strength of the Lord, I'm going to walk away from the stronghold in Christ's freedom. And it's going to be final. I said it's going to be final. You're not going to have to wing yourself off of it. You're not, if you believe, you're not going to have to wing yourself you're going to walk up here because you believe in God's strength and be whole and free. Now the invitation's yours. And I'm going to leave those words up there, please. Leave those words up. So I want to tell you something. When you come up here, you don't have to close your eyes. If you need to look at that board and pray by it, it's okay. You don't have to have your eyes closed to pray. I'm going to ask you right now in the name of Jesus. With all authority of his word and the Holy Spirit, I speak freedom through your faith. In Jesus' name, come. In Jesus' name, come. In Jesus' name, come. In Jesus' name, come. I don't know how many times you might have been up here, but this is the last, if you'll just believe. No matter how many times you've been up here, it's the last, if you'll just believe. It's not because of what I said, because it's the Word of God. If you'll believe God, the great I am, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the almighty, all-powerful, there's a holy presence in this room there's a powerful presence in this room while we're waiting right now, humble yourself. Humble yourself. 
humble yourself. You that are up here, humble yourself. For I declare as the word of the Lord that my power is able to penetrate into that stronghold and tear down the walls. I am declaring as the word of the Lord that I realize your stronghold. I know it's there. I didn't place it there, but the enemy is taking advantage of how you've opened the door. But I have come to close the door on him. I have come to open up a new life, a new freedom, that you'll walk into this building rejoicing like never before because you're finally free from something that's had a grip on you. Believe my word. Believe the work of my spirit that is spoken through the servant of God. Believe as he spoke that the spirit spoke into your spirit and receive it and be free. You don't have to beg. You don't have to plead. You just have to believe. In the name of Jesus, I want some people to be praying for those that have come. I want to tell you, though they're there to support you, this is your battle. This is your battle. And in the name of Jesus, be free. In the name, it's up to you. It's your decision. It's your decision. Need some prayer warriors who want to really help. You know what freedom's like. Every cause you have for shame. Lay it all down. Jeff, this is your day, man. When you care, is very There's nothing left in you Grasp it. Grasp it. Grasp it. Grasp it. You're not defeated. You're not defeated. This is your day. This is your day. Speak out. At the feet of Jesus. Your heart was tired. The He's fighting with you. This is the difference of this Lay moment. He's fighting with you. Lay it all down. You're filled with all those anxious thoughts, and your doubts became your God. Lay it all down. Lay it all down at the
I want to say a prayer that I normally pray at the beginning of the service. When I was pastor here, I prayed every sermon before I preached. We're going to pray a little bit different today. I have come and I have believed. And I have come and I have received. And I have come and I am changed in the power of Jesus Christ. And the devil cannot stop what God has done. And the devil cannot stop what God has done. So I embrace my belief. I embrace what I've received. In the name of Jesus. Now you that came up here for deliverance or if you didn't and you want to pray it with me, let's do it right now. Okay? You want to join them in their faith?
You want to believe with them in their faith? Heavenly Father, say it with me. Heavenly Father, I have come believing. I have come receiving. I have come and been changed. And the devil cannot stop me because by the help of God, I embrace my belief. I embrace what I've received. And I embrace what I have have had changed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Do you believe he's in this house? Do you believe the power of freedom is in this house? It's here. Now that you that came up, you've gone back to your seats, but if you really believe it took place today, will you raise your hand and claim your freedom? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, the devil trembled at that. He trembled at that this morning. (laughs) Will you lift your hands and just praise him and worship him for what he has done? What he has done? What he has done?
Any good? Amen. Brother McGarity, thank you so much. I believe some strongholds have been broken today. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe there's some freedom that's taking place. And God is so amazing. So amazing. Let's continue this tonight. Let's come and enjoy tonight. Chris, correct? Good to have you with us. Jeanette, es un placer tenerla con nosotros esta mañana. Que Dios le bendiga. God is so good to us. And man, don't allow the enemy to deceive you to walk in the bondages. Listen, if you get comfortable in the bondages, there's so many people who, who live in their strongholds thinking I'm just coping. But God's never called you to cope. He's called you to be set free. Amen. I mean, I'm thankful for doctors. There's a whole lot of medicines given for coping. But I don't want to cope any longer. I want to walk in the freedom and anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit that sets me free. Amen. 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 Let's walk in that freedom in Jesus' name. Father, thank you, God, for this powerful word today. Thank you, Jesus, that you have given us the victory. Thank you, Lord, that, that we can surrender to you and you can lead us to our path of freedom. It may not look like somebody else's path. It might mean that we have to fight a different way or go a different path. But Lord, in Jesus' name, let us be willing to humble ourselves before you, to walk in the truth that you've laid before us. And Lord, in every way, order our steps that we may walk in the freedom that you've called us to walk. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful word. Thank you, God, for the challenge, for the love that you show us, and the compassion that you give us. Lord, let us have that same compassion for others to see them walk this journey also. Lord, let us not be a cistern that just holds what we received, but God, let us be a flowing river for you, God, flowing for others to, to experience what we have. We give you praise and honor. In the wonderful, glorious name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you guys. Remember tonight. Be blessed and highly favored. Walk in His freedom. Amen.